Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. Well, it's all important, but if you had to rank it, taking care of the football is number one. Being able to run the football, all great backs have the same thing in common. When there's nothing there, they make three yards, and that's what you look for. you got to have a guy that whenever nothing's blocked up, and you gotta, you got to make something out of nothing, and uh, that, that's critical that they, uh, they're they able to do that. Pass pro and catching the ball out of the backfield, you know, those are obviously important as well. Pass pro is probably ranked ahead of catching the ball out of the backfield. Catching the ball out of the backfield is a bonus. If you can do it, and you, you can do it well at a high level, that just opens up. Uh, more possibilities for offensive coordinator. That's just meat and potatoes for Kyle Whittingham right there. Breaking down running backs, PK. Well, he asked me to ask that question. He did. That was my question. I mean, most of the sound bites are off my questions. I can ask questions. I mean, you can read lips. I can ask questions. We all have it's our just gifts. the skills. We all have our <laughs> gifts. Uh, I remember that morning you came in. I have a skill. I do. It's a gift. Lottie freaking up. God bestowed upon me. Let me just say, God gave me some uh, blessings in other areas. Nice haircut. Didn't get a haircut. Still nice. Okay. <laughs> Alabama was the runaway. I guess that's actually better when it holds up on the I mean, the time, other right? day, you look like Elvis there. with all slick back. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little late. <laughs> <laughs> that that hair had been rinsed. This hair was actually washed. Okay. Alabama was the runaway top-ranked team in the preseason coaches poll that was released by USA Today. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, I didn't, I didn't State, see that coming. Blah, 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 blah. That's a shock. <laughs> How many back 12 teams in the top five? None. How many in the top 10? None. Oregon at 12, USC at 14. Washington at 21, and then Utah and Arizona State. Others receiving votes. Don't forget BYU. That's so typical of Channel 2. We'll get to BYU. I'm discussing Pac-12. Well, they're Pac-13. They're playing five games. (laughs) Again, double disrespect. All right, I'll own the double disrespect. I did not. I did not even consider Pac-13. Double disrespect. I did not even... Utah is one spot out, ASU's three out, BYU is six out, so you'd assume if BYU beats Arizona State and Utah, and well, Arizona gets to 3-0, and they'll be well inside the top 25 by then. Three out for ASU, I mean, that's more than one meaning, the assistant coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, and on behalf of BYU fans everywhere, Ute fans, I accept your apology. Because you scoffed at Coastal Carolina last year, and now they are inside the top 25, as you said. Number 24. Well, they got Grayson Allen, at quarterback, coming back. Whatever that dude's name was, Grayson something or other. Uh, Grayson Allen would be the Jazz draft pick that they traded to Memphis. That was nice. I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm at Memphis Grizzly. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Oh, no, traded. He's on Milwaukee Bucks. date. Man, I hate you people behind the times. I got to keep you moving. So, yes, you scoffed at Coastal Carolina, but they're a really good ball club. And trying to beat them on a 14 hours of preparation is very difficult and get on a transatlantic flight. 
There were some new, new-ish names in the top ten. Iowa State, North Carolina, Cincinnati are 8, 9, 10. Now, Iowa State's obviously coming off a very good year. Phoenix new, area new quarterback. Ish. Yeah. So we'll see how those teams do. Oh, great. We'll, we'll, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the way the thing is set up. Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio cares State. if you're not in the top four? Prove me wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're not in, in what bowl game you go to outside of the granddaddy. Nobody cares. Georgia, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame are five, six, seven, waiting for one of the big dogs to stumble. Hasn't Georgia been ranked just outside the top yes. four for like 25 years? It seems like it, yes. <laughs> I think they got to one playoff. And forever losing in the SEC title game or in the game to get to the SEC title game. The NCAA Board of Governors announced the members who will form the committee tasked with charting the future of the NCAA as it prepares for a constitutional convention in November. That sounds very important. A constitutional convention. West Coast Conference Commissioner Gloria Neveraz is on the committee, which is chaired by former U.S. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates. Man. I have no idea who Robert Gates Getting is. Getting the big dogs. There's no Condoleezza Rice, but Secretary of Defense. I know who she is because she's a Stanford fan and got a lot of run. Yeah. But Bobby Gates, I've got no clue who he is. Know the name. You can put the face on I the screen. I don't know the yeah, name. Yeah, I wouldn't know what I'd get there. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers likely to sit out of the preseason games the teams will play, giving former Utah State quarterback Jordan Love an opportunity to showcase his skills. He took zero snaps last year, and there were no preseason games last year. Rodgers didn't need the preseason games as he lit up the league, so he takes these off and we get a little, little glimpse of Jordan Love against third, second, third string defenses. And Are they playing three now? Yep. Seahawks have a contract offer on the table to Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams. The reports that they're ready to make the deal. No word on if Adams intends to accept the offer. He's expected to be in line for an extension of making the NFL's highest paid safety, topping the $15.25 million per year average of the Denver Broncos' Justin Simmons. Well, he's the last line of defense. You know, he's their safety. And the cornerbacks, of course, they're out there on an island. Loving me some football talk. Saints lost veteran cornerback Patrick Robinson to retirement. The 11-year vet hanging up his cleats. He's expected to be a starter, but he's decided he's done. You're going to hang him up? He's walking away. Hang up his cleats, huh? Hanging him up. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jazz Summer League team back in action tonight. They're facing the Dallas Mavericks at 7 o'clock. You can catch the action on NBA TV or on ESPN3. Feel like you're seeing anything new out of these guys now, or do you kind of know after four games who these guys are and what to expect out of them? You learn anything new? Now, these fellas? Yeah. These just end of the bench guys? Yep. Not really. Nothing really comes to mind. No. Four shoots it a little better, at least against this level of competition, which was the knock on him. Yeah, but see, he was a fringe member of the rotation. So he's higher up on the pecking order than some of the other dudes. 
So I'd expect him to have a better performance mm-hmm. because they saw something into him when somebody went down, especially there when the guards were down there in that stretch down at the end. He was getting some playing time. So you would expect him to be better than the others because they put him in when the games counted. These obviously don't count. So I expect him to be better. The other day, they didn't play Hughes. I was wondering just as a rotational thing. He was a draft pick. So I would expect that he would play. So I'm looking, I don't want to say looking forward to watching it, but we're going to be looking at him and see if he gets some time. Because I thought he might be able to contribute as a second-round pick. Didn't do much last season. Now if he has another DMP, that's not a good sign. Right. Uh, Forrest, 5 of 12 from the three-point line in these four summer league games, three in Utah and the one down in Vegas. So we'll see if he keeps that rolling. NBA TV tonight, 7 o'clock, Jazz and the Mavericks. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Russell Westbrook telling reporters his dream of suiting up for the Lakers as a kid has come true. Being from L.A., you always wish you can play for your home team and be able to do that. But that's definitely something I always kind of circle around in my mind, and maybe one day, but I would always like to come back and be like, ah, that probably won't happen. And it did. The power of the purple and gold for kids who grow up in L.A. Sure, yeah, why wouldn't it be if you're a kid there? Uh, he grew up in Hawthorne, went to school at Luzinger, which is in South Bay, Lawndale, uh, right next door. Home of DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright went to that same high school, for those who are interested. So, obviously, I mean, that is in the heart, I mean, right there in the heart of Laker country. So, you would expect that every kid who ever bounced a basketball in that area <laughs> would have a desire and a dream at least and probably you know for 99.999% of it that's all it is is a dream so yeah that doesn't surprise me at all so he's uh, 32 years old he would yes, have been yeah. he would have been a teenager when Shaq and Kobe mm-hmm. were doing their thing winning yeah. the three-peat and all mm-hmm. that that would yeah. have been the perfect age to really get into it and I'm sure he is well aware of, of showtime he sure. wasn't around, but right. they don't have to be around to know something, and that continued and all He's that. Seen the clips and all and that, all those yeah. guys, and a lot of them magic and all are around in the community. They're visible, yeah. So absolutely, I'm sure he can recite Laker history off the top of his head because all those kids covering high school basketball in the '80s, like I did when the Lakers were Showtime. I mean, it was you were watching every team desired to be a mini Laker team. I mean, there was so much affection there uh, for for those guys. And I would imagine in the 90s it would be the exact same thing when they were doing their thing. And then, of course, later in the Shaq and Kobe area. Boston Celtics have agreed to a one-year deal, $5.9 million with free agent Dennis Schroeder. That's notable because Schroeder reportedly rejected an $80 million-plus contract extension with the Lakers. He could have had four and 80. He's got one and six. He's hoping to hit a richer deal in free agency, and it all went wrong for him. So he goes from the Lakers to the Celtics. One year, we'll see what he does there. Well, it's hard to grieve for him because he's still making more money than I'll ever make in my lifetime. I wouldn't think if I added it up, I would get to the $5 million range. Uh, but at the same time, man, you really blew it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't... What is 120? Is that the max? I don't pay attention to this stuff or what have you. What what he could have gotten because 
at no point did I ever look at him as whatever he was eligible for, maximum-wise, was he that good of a player to get that. So looking at something in the $20 million range, thought he probably would have signed it because he wasn't going to end up at 25 or 30. But he thought he was, and now he's with Boston. I don't, how could you possibly do that, man? I, 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 don't, I have no idea. I mean, that is I beyond... I know. The, and it's the like average. the consolation prize mm. is still so spectacular because at five point nine million, at six million, that's you'd have to make two hundred grand for thirty years. Is that what it'd be? I ain't making two hundred grand for thirty years. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> and when you get off to that bold start, making twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand a year, <laughs> you gotta, you really gotta pick up your game at the end. My first newspaper job was eleven thousand five hundred. That's At 44 uh, hours a week. I bet there's a lot of stories there. I was 40 hours for $12,000. $1,000 a month. Oh, I would have killed for $1,000 yeah. a month. Yeah, and four hours less of work, too. How about that? Which is actually a joke because it was way more than that. 44. They yeah. just, you started comp time at the 45th hour. Houston Rockets, the number two overall pick, Jalen Green, beat the Pistons, and the top pick in the draft, Cade Cunningham. 111 to 91 in their first match. I knew, of the, I knew the Pistons made a bad pick. <laughs> he screwed it up. Lost by 20 in the summer league game. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, the Red Sox bullpen had a chance to do it, and they didn't. They're up 4 1 in the seventh inning, and the Rays come back and tie it up at four. And then they score four in the ninth and win eight to four. In the American League East, we're getting a little separation, PK. That's a five-game five lead. Now, yeah. Congratulations to the Rays, man. Small market. Five Drake up on Snell. the Red Sox, seven up on the Yankees. Good Star for them. Star pitcher. Here we go again. No, here we go again in terms of them winning again. That's why I think analytics and all that stuff, I think it can make a significant difference in baseball. Do you like it? You're right, but do you like it? Or does it remove some of the mystery from the game and all the shifts and everything drive you that's nuts? That's not, but see, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking from the financial thing. The shifts are another story. I'm talking from the financial aspect, the money ball, the Billy mm-hmm. Bean movie with the A's yep. and all that stuff. I'm speaking analytically from a financial standpoint, which is not only good, it's imperative. Or else you would have just a wide range. It would be, it would, MLB would be college football if it was just financial. Yeah. So from a financial standpoint, the, as it, far as it the, introduces, the shifts and all, right. that's another story. Right. Because if it weren't for that on the financial side, it would be the richest clubs, be the Yankees yeah, and yeah, Red Sox yeah. and the Dodgers. And it's not that they're terrible, but at least the Rays are able to do this. Well, there's, those guys are always in the mix or usually in the mix. But, they but don't, there's not room one, enough yeah. for other folks if you handle your business with scouting and spending the money wisely there's clearly room for these other teams so it doesn't much matter uh, that way the shifts is another story you want to talk about that we can but I I think that from the financial standpoint that's what I speak of analytics you look at a player his value his portion of the piece of the puzzle that you have to have, whether he's a relief pitcher, he's a starting pitcher, he's an infielder, he's an outfielder, blah, 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 on and on. And so if you do that right, you can be the Rays. Absolutely. And I think it's good for sports. 
The Giants, no matter what they do right or what they do wrong, in the end, they seem to do enough to win. The comebacks they had in Milwaukee over the weekend and the way they escaped against the Brewers was great. They blew a 5-0 lead against Arizona. Diamondbacks scored 5 in the 6th to tie it. Giants scored 2 in the 8th to go up. Bullpen blew it. 2 in the ninth for the Diamondbacks, and the Giants go out and score again in the ninth. One way or another, they keep finding ways to win, and they are now 31 games over 500. Are they going to end up winning 100 this year? All the talk about the Dodgers and Padres with the Giants could not only win the division, but depending on how they finish here, they might even be a 100-win team. Way to go, Giants. Dodgers did keep pace. They blanked Philadelphia. Philly had had a win streak going, but that's over. Phillies have a 51% chance of winning the division still. I'm looking at it right now, according to fan graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time Philly fan myself, obviously. Back from that area. Padres keep pace. They beat the Marlins 6-5. to five. The Astros, with a two-game lead over Oakland, they shut out the Rockies 5-zip. Oakland did win, though. Beat the Indians 4-3 to keep pace, keep pace there. Jed Lowry with a game-winning double in the 10th inning. Salt Lake Bees lose the season finale 10-9 to the Las Vegas Aviators. The Bees will open a series against the Sacramento River Cats tomorrow night at Smith's Ballpark at 6-35. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Riley Jensen, college football insider and mental performance coach. He will join us at 8 o'clock. Start talking college football with Riley. He'll be here every week all through the season. 9 o'clock, Matt George. Matt George is host of the Locked on Kings podcast. And... The ties right now, we got the former Aggie, name is Kata, going to Sacramento. And you got Hassan Whiteside leaving the Kings and coming to the Jazz. How much has he got in his tank? How much was one year, was last year just kind of a one-off? Oh, you got in the one-off early today. Yeah, I thought I did. <laughs> you know, that's when you got a hitting streak going. You want to get the yet, hit. Though. <laughs> well, hey. Well, it's early. I need my next at bat, but You're I got the hitting the streak, the one-off streak one-off. in the second inning. Now when I get up again in the fourth. So, like, if Honey cooks a bad meal, he says, no no problem, Honey, that's a one-off? Nope. Or if she looks at you and says, no problem, DJ, that was a one-off? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're, wo- you're welcome. <laughs> the way you mowed the lawn. Well, we got 9 o'clock PK early this morning. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, be happy, be happy, be happy, be cheerful. We are. Why? So Formulas yeah. worked for 20 years. Why <laughs> change now? <laughs> and we got the question of the day coming up. Sure, we can all look at Dennis Schroeder and say, what are you doing? But when you look in the mirror, what do you think? And we also, too, later on this morning, uh, we're awesome and we've got proof. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Win, win, win. 
It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Question of the day off of Dennis Schroeder, who could have had a multi-year $80 million contract with the Lakers. Four years, 80 mil, but instead he's going to Boston for one year and $6 million. Inspired by him, what are financial major decisions you made that didn't work out? The dumb financial decisions. Oh, I've had a bunch. You regret so much. That, uh... I regret... Not being able to get in on the kolaches like you did. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> How much would it cost? How much you got? <laughs> See now, uh, we Johnny Kolachi, where are you today? I don't want to know. But uh, <laughs> explaining the backstory, he would come in. And he Is knew it, he was, I was a small timer, so he went to the big money dude. He was an advertiser. <laughs> Never once approached me, but approached you weekly. Like 2008, nine, somewhere in there, yeah. Never once. Had a store down on seven or 800, 800 South, I think, maybe 900. He knew I was Penny's. In fact, he used to call me Penny. <laughs> Penny Hardaway. And you, he he went right to the big money. That was so awesome to see. It's like I wasn't even there. Pfft, he's got nothing. I'm going to the cash cow. We used to call you CC Sabathia. <laughs> cash cow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this one you planned. Oh, this one you were I, thinking honestly, about I yesterday. Honestly, you I called I, on. I, I swear this is to your you. question. You put it up. I know. And it teed you up perfectly. I know, and it just came to me right now. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Gianni Kalachi. <laughs> a shout out for that guy. Um, t- I just thought of it. You right may not now. know where he is, want to know where he is, but I do. I don't well, want to invest. You got some money coming back. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> don't invest. Kalachis were tasty. High calorie, but tasty. <laughs> I once had a guy, when we first moved up here, kept calling me, and it was when I was just working for the watchdog and working either from home as a beat guy or working the desks or working nights, and he would call in the day, and he didn't have caller ID in the, in the early 90s when we moved here, so I'd answer the phone, and it was some dude, a thick New York accent, and he kept trying to get me to invest, right? And he would just go, and I would engage him because I was bored. And he'd call like, several times. And I guess because I engaged him, he figured maybe I got something. And I never met the guy, but I heard his voice several times and would, would interact with him. And he would go on and on. And I said, listen, dude, I was born in Jersey, not Utah. So 
you're not getting any of my money, but keep going. I love your pitch. And we'd go back and forth. Well, then I'm watching the Today Show or something, and the guy, I don't know if it was the guy, but they had him on, and they had his voice sounded just like him, and he'd been arrested in some scam. Nice. Yeah. You almost got scammed yesterday, but you're too savvy to fall for this. You got five calls saying that the, something about uh, the federal magistrate has issued an injunction, and I need to call immediately. They kept calling all afternoon. I'm mowing the lawn. I got like two calls. Just trying to bully you into it. I mean, I've been on the wrong side of the law a few times, so I don't know <laughs> speeding what's, tickets. I don't know what's <laughs> well, what going have you on. Done? I think I ever got speeding tickets till I moved here. Zapped three or four times. I don't think I... Well, I got them in California. Our first real estate purchase, you could say, was somewhat of a bad bad investment. Now, I've never had anybody... uh, My wife's grandmother bought us a car once when we we were just strapped. Uh, But that was when we were living here. So, uh, other than that, uh, you know, we, we saved every cent we could get to buy a townhouse in Harbor City, California, which is right next to Pedro. And we bought it. <laughs> saved all, all in, the entire money was from us, the two of us. Teacher and little reporter, two crappy salaries. And we saved up $15,000 to get a down payment. And so we bought this townhouse Two bedroom, two bath, eleven hundred square feet in a horrible area in Harbor City for one hundred forty-five thousand, right? And but it was ours, man, and nobody gave us a cent for it. I didn't have any sugar daddy. My father didn't give me any money. Blah blah blah. Her father, whatever. It was all ourselves, and bought it for one hundred forty-five. Well, within the next year, it was, they were selling for two hundred thousand. Nice. But we just moved in, right? You don't want to. But the problem is you're not leaving at this point, so you just would have had to buy in in the inflated market, too. Well, two years later. Uh-oh, base closings? Rodney King. And uh-huh. just led to all sorts of stuff. And then a Democrat gets in the White House, does uh, goes down defense, so those bases did close. So the the thing just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And we came up with a five-year plan once it became apparent to get out of there. And so we wanted to sell because we wanted to rent and then to have the flexibility. That part worked out great. But uh, we couldn't sell. It was just everything was just in going down where we were after the 92, April 29th, I think it was, uh, after that happened. And we had this realtor for over, it must have been a year, nothing. And some dude, the thing expired with the lady. And some dude leaves a message on my answer machine. Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, you know, I'll try. And so give me a shot. And, you know, maybe we could pull it off. He had a thick Philadelphia accent. Ah, so you're all about it. I need an East Coast guy with some street smarts. Here's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Call him up. Come on over. You're in. Uh... So we sold it. Uh, he sold it. Found some sucker who sold it, and uh, sold it for one hundred and forty-five. 
So sold it for what we bought for it, but we ended up losing the $15,000 down payment that we had. And so then I rented for a year, and then I got the job here. And then I go back uh, six months after we moved here. So it was like a year and a half after we sold it, and they were going for like 90000 Whew, man, we're <laughs> there just in time. So do you ever always check on it to see what it's going for now? I think I checked a while back, and it was around a little over, I think it was like 280 Yeah. Now. But, yeah. I mean, that's 25 The base closings later. rattled everything. And I couldn't afford to buy in Santa Barbara, and then the real estate crashed, and I still couldn't afford to buy it. <laughs> it's like, the base closings really, really Yeah, well, Harbor City is no Santa Barbara. No. No, and you were much closer to a base in Santa Barbara. Like, Several. Yeah. Say, I mean, it's like an earthquake, and Santa Barbara's further away, but it was still real estate took a hit. A friend of mine uh, in Santa Barbara said his, he was 10 years older. He was a beat writer who covered the Gauchos. Said his house lost like half its value. Said, but the good news is my kids are in junior high, and I'm not moving. Yeah, if you wait it out. <laughs> or elementary school, I guess. Yeah. We didn't want to wait it out. So I, I, if I would have sold... I, I would have been able to, to cash in. But the good thing here is I've made some real estate transactions, and they've worked out just fine. All right. So all's well that ends well, right? Eric says uh, his mistake. Last year, someone suggested I buy Dogecoin. Am I pronounce it right? Dogecoin. Dogecoin. It was then .005 per unit. I laughed. That's not even a legitimate cryptocurrency, I said. Well, a few months ago, it peaked at uh, $0.80 cents per unit. Had I put 1000 bucks in then, I could have cashed out with nearly three hundred grand. 1000 you can get three hundred grand back? Yep. Oops. What? <clears throat> wow. Of course, he also could have lost his 1000 But it turned out. Jeez. That's a massive return. Brian says, probably the worst thing I did was buying a used car that lasted only a few months. P.S. I don't feel bad for Dennis Schroeder. Poor guy's only getting $5.9 million. Well, yeah, from that perspective, I don't feel bad for anybody who's playing NBA hoop financially. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Brian posts that, and Jeff says, well, if I was his agent, I'd quit. To which the third guy, Jason, weighs in. Well, that's probably his agent pushing for the higher bucks. Well, yeah, I wonder what was the influence there. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the backstory. Maybe, maybe the agent was saying, "You got to take this," and Schroeder saying, "No, not happening. I'm going to hold out for another." Which uh, eighty to one twenty, obviously fifty mil, right? Or forty, 40 mil. Forty mil. Uh, so that that's a lot of cash, but at the same time. Wow. 80 mil. <laughs> to think that... Set for life. Yeah, yeah. I can only think of my father. Dad, I'm going to turn down 80 million. What? He would have set the speed record driving to wherever I was to just knock me silly. Just knock some sense to me. I remember when I told him about I got the radio gig. I was just so stoked. I mean, I'd always wanted to do sports radio. If it wasn't the Dodgers, this was my second dream. Sports radio when it first came out. I've said this many times. And so I remember we got the, I finally got the gig. I'd have been subbing for years. I did many shows with you over the years and mm -hmm. Gordon and others. Yep. Uh, 
Ryan Hatch and whomever it might be uh, doing shows and made myself available, literally changed vacations so I could get it if something came up. Had a vacation scheduled to go to California, the beach, and Rickard called me, hey, we need you next week. Okay. And I, I changed, I literally changed the vacation so I could do it. So I really wanted it. And so I finally got it in 02. And uh, I called my father to tell him just zero excitement. What about the newspaper? <laughs> said, well, what about it? Well, I don't know about this radio thing, but all I know in all my years of living, and he was in his 60s, I every morning that newspaper's out on the doorstep, and it's not going anywhere, and I'm not so sure about this radio stuff. And I said, well, I'm not quitting the newspaper. Oh, okay, well then, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get my approval after we check a few boxes. And here we are all these years later, and unfortunately, and I underscore unfortunately a thousand times over, the newspaper business has gone in the toilet. But it was, uh, he was aware of it a little bit, but not to the extent that it is now. And he was, she said, I mean, I read, he brought home, we had three newspapers when I was a kid. The local one, the Precipity Daily Record, the Star Ledger, and then my mother worked in the city, New York, and she'd bring home one. David says, worst financial decision I made was buying season tickets to the Utah Stars. And I hope that's not a slam on them. Is he going to minor league basketball or is he going WNBA? I, I, I assume he's taking a shot at the WNBA because they moved. Yeah. But I would think you would have gotten your money refunded. They had a promotion. I actually covered a bunch of their games. So it was part of work, uh, home and away. Every time they played in L.A. or Phoenix, it seemed like I was there. And I covered some other stuff and certainly covered them here when they played in the arena a bunch of times. It was works work, so I had no problem covering it. But they had some promotion that if you came down, you got uh, X amount of Coke products. So my daughter's a little older now, but when she was younger, I used to take her to these events. Like I took her to Utah Volleyball and... Well, stars basketball and just to you know, softball, we'd go up just to see women compete in sports, right? And so I saw this promotion. If you came and bought like four tickets, they gave you vouchers for Coke products, Diet Coke, Sprite, or whatever, whatever they were making. And it ended up being more that you could get from that from the cost of the tickets. So this is an investment. Because <laughs> we're going to buy this stuff. I'll buy a $5 ticket yeah. and get $10 worth of stuff. Well, that's what you're getting. Yeah, that's what you're getting. So we came down. I remember coming down and watching the game just as a spectator, not as, as a media guy. And it brought her, and we had a family of four, came down, and I got a return on all these Coke products that we were going to get anyway. So I was like... Divvy and pay a little now, and then I'll, I'll save money. I remember, I remember specifically doing that. I thought it was a great promotion. We came down and watched the game and got all this, these Coke products. So that was an investment, small investment, but I'm glad I did it. All right, DJ and PK coming up. We got another question of the day here, and uh, you have something you teased you want to get to. We're awesome. Awesome. We'll get to that. I got conclusive proof. And the same teams are always awesome in college football. How boring and predictable is that? We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.
Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt about that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, uh, Max, why Hawaii, hi. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You okay. just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Hawaii means I love you. Because... You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, people hitting us up on uh, Twitter this morning. (laughs) VK. What? Bad financial decisions. Jay says, I throw away my Maverick Cup every time, so I always pay full price for my Mountain Dew. I've been doing it for years, and I should know better. Oh, the math. The missed savings. Shooter and I are blood brothers. Oh, yeah, that's, that's dumb, man. Save save it. Millions. You go to Millions the... Millions uh, of Mountain Dew. You go to the po- movie place, and you get a large popcorn, and they give you a refill. But if you don't want to use it and eat two big things, you save it for the next time. Then you throw it out. Top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah. So we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. All right. You got proof. We're awesome. What is it? What happened? You want us to be awesome? That's what you just said. So I don't want you to bait and switch here. Oh, no. 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 I, I will tell you. Give me, give me a second. Talk about something else here. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. Hit us up on Twitter, okay, David DJ James, about how we're awesome and how you've blown money. <laughs> this comes from Ralph Amsden, A-M-S-D-E-N. Mm-hmm. I think he's a kid out of Arizona, but I got to double check. He says, I listen to way, and he's got three Ys. I listen to way too much Pac-12 region sports radio. And there's a ton of personalities that I like. But at David DJ James and at PK Kinahan in Salt Lake, they are elite. When they focus on Pac-12 topics, they are a tremendous listen. So boys and girls, we... Are elite. All right. Tell me something I didn't know. And he's from Arizona. I I'm not positive. That's just a great example. You were just talking about this in the last segment for people who are joining us. How when you jump to radio, your dad's like, "Well, the newspaper's on the doorstep every day. I don't know about this radio thing." And certainly, radio shows have come and gone. So your dad was on to something there. Although ultimately. The way it worked out for you, radio was a better choice than newspaper. So we did both for five years to make sure you got locked in. Ralph's Twitter wire says he's gone from Wyoming to Arizona to North Carolina. Yeah, okay, I'm just looking yeah. at it right now. But see, the yes. cool thing so is he now, was in Arizona for a while. So the cool thing is now, wherever you are, there's so much available to you. I mean, if you're a Pac-12, there's satellite channels devoted to it, and you can flip around on different shows: Seattle, San Francisco. Phoenix. Is it you a Lewis song? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, nice. San Francisco. Nice. Yeah. Where's the heart of rock and roll? 
Is it still beating? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> In Cleveland. And this Ra- Ralph looks like he is a uh, some type of media member. Podcast host of Pac-12 Apostles. Yeah. The Quorum of the Twelve. Always looking, for, uh, always looking for topics and what people are talking about and stuff that's going on. So, boys, I'm elite. And my supporting cast, Jake Hatch and David James, they're elite, too. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> well, back to a football should be my wheelhouse. You've spent enough time watching it. <laughs> I've only been following it for 40 freaking years since I was a youngster. I mean, it was a big deal where I was. And then moving to moving to California, that's the thing about the colleges is that it's, it's personal. And when I worked at the Daily Breeze, they had all these guys went to SC, a couple of them went to UC Los Angeles and here and there. And here I come. This outsider, dude. I always managed to find myself going into places where I'm an outsider. Hmm. And uh, so I was the only one coming over from the desert. And we used to just have knockdown, drag out fights. That, uh, that's where I really became uh, a m- far more of a Sun Devil fan because they like forced me because they were pumping up. And SC was pretty good, obviously. I used to root for them to lose so passionately and not so much anymore. But I've been following this conference for years. You were there in the right decade. USC in the eighties. That was not their. That was not their best time. No, but the fans didn't. No, they didn't care. They kept they running. Still it. acted like it was their best time. So sure, but uh, that's when UCLA won three in a row, and your Devils had their day. Yeah, I was living there. Yeah, we just sir. literally just moved over there my first year. When they won the conference, went to the Rose Bowl, and they had uh, guys then that yeah, Helton's record towers over some of what some of those people did. So yeah, so I follow this conference passionately, and uh, Ralph has noticed we are freaking elite. Feels good to be elite. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm currently drafting an email. Who says that? Promo. <laughs> Who says that? How many other people in your life have you heard say feels good to be elite? Well. <laughs> It's not like I get compliments every day. I stick my neck out. I get bashed. So when I finally get a compliment, I better freaking run with it. If I was like everybody else in this market, I'd retweet it and like it and <laughs> repost it 500 times. I love the retweeting of compliments. <laughs> can't, can't bring myself to do that. bad time to tell you that. You want to tweet back at him, thanks or something, sure. But just hit retweet without a comment. Uh, you can do it. But no. I mean, I'm not I'm talking to Yak. Yak can do it, uh, but I'm not. Yeah, it cracks me up. Look at me. I, I, yep. I don't. The great thing about me is I know I'm really good, and so I don't need any validation. It's not like I get it anyway. I go to bed each night saying that was a heck of a day by PK. <laughs> and Ralph has recognized it. It's all you people who said I'd never make it. Yeah, you, you, and you. I'm elite. All right, DJ and PK, coming up, Riley Jensen, college football insider, mental performance coach, joins us, and we'll get his thoughts on the quarterback battles, the former Aggie quarterback. We'll do that next. Stay with us.